Katharina Zellschütz is regarded as the first ever wife of a clergyman and has been a role model for many clergy spouses since. A brave, energetic and self-assured lay theologian, she worked together with her husband for the cause of the Reformation. With deliberate acts of charity, she contributed to the welfare and social services of her church. As a woman, she was not allowed to preach, but referring to herself as a church mother and helper. She still felt in many respects as though she held an important office, acting on equal terms with other reformers and the clergy. She legitimized her role as a woman with Bible passages and led by example. The daughter of a master joiner, Katharina Schütz, was born around the year 1497 in Strasbourg, a flourishing center for trade and commerce with about 20,000 inhabitants. She was a bright and confident girl who loved books and was a keen learner. Still a child, she developed an interest in theology. Reflecting back on her life, she would write in her later years, Ever since I was ten years old, I have been a student and church mother, much given to attending sermons. I have loved and frequented the company of learned men, and I conversed much with them, not about dancing, masquerades and worldly pleasures, but about the kingdom of God. It was also in attending sermons that she met her later husband. Matthew Zell worked as a pastor at the Strasbourg Cathedral since 1518 and began to preach in the Lutheran spirit in 1521. Katharina was excited about the new order of service and listened attentively to Matthew's sermons while he noticed her extraordinary commitment. In December 1523, at the age of 26, Katharina Schütz married the pastor, who was 20 years her senior. The couple was married in the cathedral by Martin Busser, one of the most eminent theologians of the Protestant Reformation and the first major reformer in Strasbourg and the Alsatian region. This was almost two years before the marriage of Martin Luther and Katharina von Bora, and while clerical marriage was still a scandal in the eyes of many, it did allow the warm-hearted Katharina to pursue her vocational interests and pave the way for a new role for women. And Katharina Zell stood by her husband, energetically and confidently, defending him in her apologia for Master Matthew Zell against the defamation he faced for his decision to marry her. For their union did cause a big stir, and in April of 1524, the Bishop of Strasbourg excommunicated Matthew Zell along with six other newly married clergymen. By means of a papal anathema, they were eventually excluded from the community of the church. This prompted Matthew and Katharina Zell to commit themselves all the more resolutely to the reformist movement, for which the free imperial city of Strasbourg would become an important centre. Her justification of clerical marriage in defence of her husband was the first time Katharina Zell became a public figure. In her apology, she attacked the double standards of the priests who were supposed to be celibate, but often kept concubines. 
in stressing that Matthew Tsell was her loving husband and she his loving wife, she wrote that they have never had a quarter of an hour when we have not been at one. Katarina Zell simply ignored any conventions she deemed wrong, and she didn't think much of Paul's verdict that women should be silent in church. In fact, she had a clever point to make against it. Paul told women to be silent in church. I would remind you of the word of this same apostle that in Christ there is no longer male nor female and of the prophecy of Joel. I will pour forth my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And you know also that Zechariah became dumb so that Elizabeth blessed the Virgin Mary. It was only the second published work of this courageous woman who was a skilled writer and whose reasoning suggested an intimate knowledge of the Bible. In the manse, where the married couple resided,